Welcome to the Core Women Podcast, the place for women entrepreneurs, authors, and self-starters looking to build community and gain valuable insights through expert interviews with women at the top of their game. Join your host, podcaster, producer, expert coach, entrepreneur, and author, Dr. Summer Watson, as she aims to inspire and empower you through these candid conversations. Lean in and embrace the journey. It's time to start the show. Here's your host, Dr. Summer Watson. Today on the show, I would like to welcome Ellen Meredith, who is the author of Your Body Will Show You the Way and the Language Your Body Speaks. She has been in practice since 1984 as an energy healer, conscious channel, and medical intuitive, helping over 10,000 clients and students worldwide. As an energy medicine practitioner, Ellen helps clients engage with the body's energies to activate healing. She teaches energy medicine courses on the Shift Network. There is so much here that we are going to talk about. So let's get right into this and welcome Ellen. Thank you, Summer. I'm really happy to be here to speak with you and to to speak to your listeners too. Thank you so much. Before we delve into your professional background, can you describe your journey in one word thus far? Well, yes, I think the word that I would use or that's up for me now is connection. I'm really interested in how to help people connect in with themselves to get, connect their body, mind and spirit into a more fruitful collaboration and how we can in this world make new connections because I think a lot of us are being forced by all the change we're experiencing to disconnect from our old ways of being and from our old ways of even perceiving reality and that we need to make new vital connections. So that's kind of the focus of my work right now is is how do we do that? Mm, I love that because one of the things that I really like to do is connect folks. I like to connect folks to other folks, but I also like the whole concept that you're talking about is connecting with yourself. So tell us a bit about your personal journey and how you started on your energy healing journey and how it has evolved for you and why this journey has been meaningful to you. Okay. I think I want to start by saying I see my journey as a little bigger than energy healing. And I don't know, maybe that somebody out there who's an energy healer is going, why? There's nothing bigger than energy healing. But I also feel that we each need to find our own truth. We each need to engage with what is this instrument and what's the music of my soul and how can I play the music of my soul on this instrument of my body and how can I as the the musician, my mind, learn to do that fruitfully. So it is not just about healing in the in the sense that we think of it in our culture of I'm sick and I need to heal it, but it really is about what does it take for each of us to come into our own individual kind of wholeness, our own individual truth and really find and inhabit that. So I just wanted to put that perspective on it because people think energy healing, oh, you know, I've got an owie, how do I fix that? Yeah. And what I really like too is that you're coming from a place of not a problem, but more of what is it that, or how is it that I can be a a more full person in general? Right. And so, right, 
Right. I think the single most maybe damaging question that we ask in our culture over and over and over is what's wrong and how do I fix it? The news says, what's wrong and how do we fix it? Our medical system, you go into the doctor and they look for what's wrong to fix it. And I think that what that leaves out is that we are creating a self at all times. We're we're co-creating our reality. And it leaves out that agency, that participation of I am contributing to the weave of life. And what do I want to contribute? I don't get to control all of it, but what do I want to bring into this exchange, into this uh, collective effort and into my own personal experience? And I know you asked for my story, so I can backtrack into that. But I, I really feel like I want to say that's where I'm coming from is not that you're going to live my life or that you're going to learn to do what I had to learn how to do in order to harness my gifts and truth. But my goal is to help each person find their own truth, their own gifts, their own goals to work towards, and then look at how we can collectively connect and make even larger creations together. I really appreciate what you're saying here, because as a Adlerian, and you're probably very aware of who Alfred Adler is, he yes. has created an idea and a theory of holistic psychology. Right. And he deviated from Freud because he said, not everything is psychosexual. Right. <laughs> and so, and I liked being an Adlerian practitioner because it gave me a better idea of a whole perspective. How yes. am I functioning as a whole person? And what does that process look like for me? And right. so I come from a very similar background or perspective of we each have our own process, but what does that look like for you? And then how do we come together as right. a collective to support each other? And so what I what you said too about agency and what I call it is cultivation. How are you taking part in cultivating and growing your own life? Right, right. And the goal isn't the same for each of us. No. Wholeness doesn't look the same from person to person to person. And my purpose, my soul's purpose is not the same as your soul's purpose and the other person next to us. And so if we can't connect in to our own being, to our own self and hear that truth and, and work with it, then we're just at the mercy of what other people tell us we should be doing in order to be whole and to be effective and to to be fulfilled and you know how many of us have beat ourselves up over and over to try to look like like a creature that we're not you know i mean if you go to the zoo you don't look at the polar bear and go oh my god he's too fat and you don't look at the zebra and go oh my god those stripes are so garish and you don't look at the giraffe and say oh my god that neck is disgusting and yet how many of us look in the mirror and and compare ourselves to this this mythical um, generic whole or this mythical generic wellness or this mythical generic way of being a good person. And we find ourselves wanting and we beat ourselves up or we, we deny what we are because we don't have that connection to, well, who am I inside and what, you know, what, what am I growing here? So I think that it, it is time. I think the universe is, is demanding, is asking us to connect in, you know, that we have to come back and make that vital connection that we are schooled out of. You know, I'm sorry, I'm just jumping right into my the theme of my book because I'm so interested in discussion right now in life. Please, absolutely. This is so important. It is important that we hear what you have to say because I absolutely am leaning in. And it makes me think of 
let me put it this way. Let me back up a bit. But during my journey, being raised by a solo parent, there were a lot of different things that would occur or happen in my life. But during that process too, my mom always said, you are the creator of your journey. And really do anything that you want that makes you happy, that is healthy. And so she was really open to that. And so the next step was, okay, graduate from college, do all that stuff and learn how to navigate my journey, right? And and go from surviving to thriving and what uh-huh. that looked like for me. And then during that point on, I was traveling around the world. And this is my point. As I was traveling around the United States and also living in Japan, And then traveling around the world, it really opens my eyes to, wow, there's a lot of different ways that people process information. There's a lot of different modes of healing ourselves and looking at wellness, not even just healing, but looking at our overall wellness, right? How can we contribute to that? And I I go back to what you say, the agency, right? You co-creating your journey. I absolutely think that is fantastic. And that is something that I think needs to really get into our brains, our souls, our spirit. Right. And I think it's not enough to just say it like we have to connect or we have to do this or that. Uh, You know, what I try to do in my books and particularly this, this new one, your body will show you the way is to look in really practical ways of how do we activate that inner guidance system that's built into every fiber of our being? How do we activate the user's manual that comes with the body that most of us never, never, never find? You know, how can I moment by moment look at my participation differently and work with it and using simple tools and simple, um, it's not even self-care. It's just how do I deploy myself more um, fruitfully and more creatively than other people would tell me how to do it. And I can dip a little into my background right now. I think it's relevant um, because I had a kind of unusual training. I was originally trained by my inner teachers. I am a what they call a conscious channel, um, which is a fancy way of saying that I tune into a source of wisdom within me and I speak from that place. And, um, you know, for some people, that's way too weird and woo woo. And for others, it's like, oh, now she's getting interesting. Right. But the fact isn't that, you know, what it is in the world channeling and all that. But it's our I think that each of us has this capacity to tune into this, the inner guidance system, our inner sources, our inner knowing and put words to it or put action to it or put visions to it, however it comes for you. And I was trained, my my grandmother who was dead showed up one day in my mind, and this was, oh, 50 years ago, and, you know, with a message for me, which I thought was my imagination. But the next day, some woman I hardly knew came to my door and said, I'm going to a psychic fair. Do you want to come? And I said, sure, why not? I'd never been to a psychic or anything. And I went and I got a little $5 reading. It was almost like a, it was a church basement thing kind of uh, event. And I sat down, the woman looked at me and she said, your maternal grandmother is standing right behind you. And she has a message. And she repeated the message that I had gotten from my grandmother that I'd written down. And I was dumbfounded because I'm from Michigan originally, the Midwest. We, we weren't into that kind of stuff. It wasn't around me a lot. And I said, did you read my mind or do you think my grandma's really there? And she's, bless her heart, you know, $5 reading. She said, well, it's my belief 
that your grandmother's really there in your consciousness and that you have the ability to hear and receive guidance and messages from her and other high quality teachers within you. And so you need to slow down and listen. And that started me off on the path. And it helped that, you know, I had academic training. I have a doctorate in writing. So that's all about listening inward and, and you know, learning and, and creating. So I had this tendency to go inward and try to express from the inside out anyway. But I had, I trained with my teachers. They showed up the next day and started communicating very gently at first and interpreting my experience and giving me insights and giving me little tools to work with. And it grew and grew. You know, I've been working with them pretty much every day for 50 years. And it's not what they say. It's not like they have the right answers. And too often, you know, we think, oh, it's a disembodied voice. It must be wiser. And I don't think that. I think disembodied, what do they know? They're not in this reality. So I feel like we really need to work with whatever information we come with. But what they gave me is a training in shifting perspective, in looking at, if I look at it this way, what do I understand? But if I look at it that way, what do I understand? Kind of like you with all the travel. And I too traveled. I lived all over the world because I was working some some of the time in international child development. I had a secondary career in that. And always helping people tune into their inner teachers and activate that ability. So that's where I come from with this work. And But I don't believe you have to become a channel or have psychic abilities to connect in with yourself. You know, when I get in the car, I don't have to be a mechanic to learn how to put the car in gear so it can go forward. I've learned, you know, push in the clutch, disengage the gears, shift the gears, pull out the clutch, and now my car can go forward. And I feel like there's a lot of pragmatic things that we can all learn to get ourselves in gear so that we can actually move and travel where we want to go in life. And that's kind of what I teach people how to do. Well, I absolutely love what you're doing. So in your book, you talk about one's inner guidance system. Can you tell us more about this and why it helps support navigating change? Okay, so a lot of people think of inner guidance as this little voice in your head or, you know, like the old magic eight ball where you ask a question and a little message comes up. But I really believe that the guidance is something that is built into how we're structured and it's everywhere. It's not just in your brain. Your hands can guide you. Your gut can guide you. You know, we have our language. It says, I feel it in my bones. I feel it in my gut. I know this in my, in every fiber of my being. And I think that those sayings come from the reality that um, when we can hear our body as an instrument, we have access to our wiser self, we have access to our less indoctrinated mind, you know, our, our pure part of our mind that comes from us rather than into us from others. And we do have access to what this instrument needs. And, you know, I always say you're not going to play Mozart on a kazoo. You know, you can try, but it's not the music you're going to want to be making. So I believe that the more we cultivate the instrument of our body, which includes our perceptions um, and our um, all of our faculties, and we have way more than our culture recognizes, but even our five senses, when I can cultivate my inner vision, my inner hearing, my inner smell, my inner knowing, direct knowing, my inner feeling and ability to work with my emotions and also sensations, 
I begin to have a very rich language and I call that the language of energy and it is the language your body speaks the body mind and spirit are communicating constantly right under the surface of our awareness using this language of energy so when we can tune into it and we knew it as infants so it's not a foreign language it's it's really our original language before we had English or French or Spanish or Chinese we worked with the energy of a situation with with you know what can this ball do when I bounce it or throw it or try to make a noise with it what can this um, rattle do what you know that exploration of the world of senses is an immersion into the language of energy but most of us learn to turn it off and mute it and dull it so that we can't even hear ourselves think in this multi-dimensional language and i appreciate what you're explaining here because again i go back to my own work evolving as a clinician and what that looked like and when working with kids you realize it's not the same as working with adults because they do clue into different triggers and most of that isn't by speaking, it's by playing, it's right. by experiencing. And so we can't go into a session with a child and go, okay, let, let me ask you a couple of questions. It's right. not going to work. Like, you know, <laughs> they don't, yeah, they don't have that language, but they have the language of experience. And the other thing is that, you know, we don't just pour knowledge into kids like an empty right. jug. That's been disproven for years and years. Kids construct their reality, they construct language, they construct their understanding of the universe. And at what point do we stop? At what point do we stop constructing it and take other people's explanations and external truth as the truth? And I think that we stop growing in a certain way when we start trying very much to look like we think we should look. I really like what you're saying here because I think as we grow from youth into adulthood, a lot of times we become separate or separate from what those other sensations, other learning modalities, internal modalities are. So not just those five senses, but beyond spirituality, soulfulness, inner knowing, intention, uh, intuition, all of that. I mean, there's so many ways that we can learn and we depart from that because we become focused on how we've been conditioned, what we should and shouldn't do, coming from that perspective of what's the problem that we can solve? What's the long-term A, B, and C? So my question for you, Meredith, is how do we come back to that space of inner knowing? How do we come back to that space of that intuition? How do we come back to that space of utilizing those different senses? Wow, that is a great question, and that's what my books are all about, because I don't believe that we can just say, well, just meditate, and you'll be fine, because for some people, that doesn't work, and yet most of us exist in the mind space, so we do have to invite the mind back into the body, but I do think it is through our senses, through touch in particular, through gesture, through direct knowing, through really learning how to tune in. My my inner teachers, who I call my counsels, one of the first lessons they taught me, they said, when you have separation, you have pain. You know, think about you cut your finger and the, the skin separates. That's You get signals of pain because you're wired to experience separation as pain. And when you have connection, there is that sense of energy that can move forward. And so they said, when you don't know what else to do, start with 
just connecting. And so in my book, I have a chapter called Just Connect. And I get much more complex than that in the book. Of course, I go to all different places. But if you don't start with the connection, none of it works. And it's just even take a hand, like rub your hands together. I'm going to teach something that you don't have to see to do. You can rub your hands together and to just activate the energy in them and ask one hand, where on my body do you want to go? And just place your hand there and just hold that place on your body. And then take your other hand and ask it. It's a beautiful healing hand. Where do you want to go? And place that hand where it wants to go on the body. And just hold those two places until you feel them connect up. You feel yourself connecting into each place. You feel in your hand and in the part of your body. And then you feel them connect. And then you can say, do you want to move or stay where you are? And ask each hand, do you want to move? Do you want to stay where you are? And keep following a process of connecting physically with your hands to different places on your body. I call that exercise healing hands because unconsciously you're actually connecting up different um, energy pathways and energy communication streams and energy um, kind of nexuses all over the body. There's entry points all over the body to, to communicate with, with the, the energies that run the body. And so it's a very intuitive way to start that process of connecting your inner circuitry up again so that you can actually hear and feel and know your inner truth and not just be always drowned out by the world around us and all the all that noise out there that's always coming at us. And I think it's a lovely way for people, especially people who can't necessarily meditate. You know, most people can put a hand somewhere. If you don't have hands that work, then you can use another body part to touch or ask someone else's hands to help you. But it's a good starting place. And I've just got lots of little exercises and different protocols and, and things you can do that you play with. And in playing with, you maybe discover different ways, of parts of the user's manual of how this instrument works and how you can participate in the creation of body, mind, and spirit dance that we're all engaged in here on planet Earth. Well, I love what you talk about from your book, Your Body Will Show You the Way, and also maybe the language your body speaks. And yeah. so my next question was actually going to be, can you leave the listeners with one practical tool that they can take away from your book? What would that tool be and why? And you kind of just put that into perspective and, and gave us a practical tool about using your hands and the energy and put one hand here and one hand wherever you feel guided towards. And so I love that practical tip. Is there one more that you can give us that we can take away today? Sure, because the language of energy is so multidimensional. It's it's not like English that's very verbal and sort of works through one set of faculties or, you know, a, a limited set. So, for example, you can use color. Those of you who love color, you can go to a body part, put your hand there, because I always think touch makes the connection stronger. So if you can put your hand there, if you're in public, maybe not, right? <laughs> and ask yourself, what color is in here right now? And so you tune in and say, okay, I've got my hand on my heart. What color does my heart look like or feel like to me right now? And what color do I want to invite into my heart? 
And then you can reach with your other hand and grab that color, or you can literally pull a, a scarf or something of the color you want and, and cover that area and paint that color and fill it however you want to do that. And I use gesture because I think the body understands gesture better than visualization. And fill that area with the color that wants to be there and paint yourself into the painting or the set of colors that are truest for you right now, that want to be there, that are asking to be recognized and brought in. Well, I absolutely love that practical tip that we can take away today. I was trying to do the exercise as you were giving us the guidance. So (laughs) thank you. And I thought, wow, there's a lot of red in me. And yet I want to invite the pink. So, and I think it's just a bit more toned down for me today, you know? So I was trying to think of what do I have right now around me that's pink? So, yeah, yeah. I mean, when in doubt, you can always use your imagination. But when you're at home, I mean, go find that pink scarf and wrap it around yourself for an hour or two and see what that does to shift your reality. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for that tool and that takeaway today. You've given us many. So as we come to the close of the interview, my last question is, if you were to leave the listeners with some words of wisdom today, what would they be? I think the word of wisdom, and I talk about this in my book, is that we're in a big sea change right now. We're shifting from a very outside-in, externalized objective reality to really being able to work from the inside out, be subjective and bring up that empowered, what I call empowered yin or inner knowing that makes everything have meaning for us in our experience. So don't be afraid to activate your inner gifts and your inner knowing. You're not going to leave behind everything you've learned from the world and about the world, but we need to rise to meet that with our own inner wisdom. Otherwise, we're just going to be battered by everybody's version of the truth. So right now, I think all of us are being asked to cultivate that inner connection with whatever wisdom we have access to. Well, thank you. Thank you, Ellen, for joining me on the Core Women podcast today. It's been a delight to speak with you, Summer. Thank you. You can follow Ellen Meredith on LinkedIn, Facebook, and on her YouTube page at Energy Medicine with Ellen Meredith and her website at www.ellenmeredith.com. And you can find her new book, Your Body Will Show You the Way on Amazon. Thank you for joining us on the Core Women Podcast with Dr. Summer Watson. We're so glad you're here and would love to connect more with you. Find us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Core Women and on Twitter at Core Women One. For more about Core Women and Dr. Watson, visit corewomen.com. Want more support and resources for amazing women like you? Great! Join Dr. Watson and Jen Fontanilla at the Life, Love, and Money Collective, a Core Women production that aids in understanding the key traits that might be getting in the way of living a life that you are absolutely passionate about. Connect with Summer and Jen and find out more at thelifeloveandmoney.com.